insight, wisdom, directionality, Pythagoras. What have these got to do with numerology? Come and join us on Uplift today. We have Vicky McKinnon. your awareness of numerology is what we are here today to discuss welcome to uplift whether you are here live or catching the replay we appreciate you hi my name's sarah wade i am a co-host of uplift art therapist and mum, and having a really good start to the year and i trust you are too joining me as usual from calgary alberta canada we have my co-host mr neil thrussell welcome thank you sarah and I'm, it's a, been a wonderful day. I got to the gym, I got my green smoothie, and as a heart set coach and a mindset coach, life is phenomenal, and I'm really excited, I'm really super excited for our guest today, um, and I'm going to follow the show format and let Sarah continue, as opposed to me throwing the train, throwing it to the side. <laughs> Oh, well, who would have thought the numbers are playing in our favour today, hey? Thanks, Neil. <laughs> Welcoming Miss Amazing, our amazing next guest, Mrs. Miss, Mrs. Oh, I have to ask about that. Vicky McKinnon, welcome, and we appreciate you joining us live from Calgary, also Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on your show tonight. Oh, well, we're going to talk about a lot of things today, Vicky, but I'm wondering if you can talk about something really important. What is numerology? What is numerology? Well, let's start with what are numbers, to, and, and that leads right into what is numerology. So I used to think numbers were those uh, funny little figures that would tell me how much money I had in the bank or how much <laughs> weight I gained at Christmas or something like that. I had no idea that what numbers really are is they are uh, powerful, powerful centers of energy. They are great cosmic forces that lead us to our highest level of fulfillment and integrity. And numerology is the study of numbers. Numbers are older than language. And every ancient culture had a number symbol system. What is really fascinating about that is that even in the ancient world, when you know communication wasn't what it is now, by and large, the, with some variables, those numbers meant um, had the same qualities. So, a one was the beginning. Uh, um, uh, a three was about creativity. Uh, a four was about the land. Uh, an eight, an eight, an eight. Love number eight. An eight was about money and uh, power and success in your endeavors. So it, as a numerologist, what I do is I work with people's names and birth dates, and I show them how the numbers, how the, those centers of energy are affecting them every day and in every way. And more importantly, how they can um, interact and and be proactive, engage with that energy in proactive ways to, to help them to be even more successful than they are. 
Powerful. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to hear the rest of this 55 minutes. Oh, I think that all of us have seen recurring numbers before. Is that something to do with numerology or is that just a random thing that we happen to come across? Oh, yes. There is There is no accident. When you see recurring numbers, I, I hear from a lot of people that see recurring numbers and, and you know, I'll get that, that kind of a question. Well, I keep seeing this number. Does it mean anything? And my answer is absolutely. Of course, it always means something when you see a recurring number. And you look at uh, you look at those uh, numbers, perhaps a number sequence. It's often a, you know a triple digit number, um, you know five 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 three 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 that kind of thing. Those recurring numbers bring you guidance. You might be thinking about changes that you want to initiate, and those recurring numbers can help to guide you along and either give you validation or or say um, you know just wait for a bit, you know, it's not the right time or, or do your investigation, you know, do your homework and find out what you need to know about this move that you're considering making, this choice that you're considering making. And so the recurring numbers can tell you, you know, basically guide you in that regard. So if you see a, a recurring number one, you're looking at new beginnings. The number two is partnership and collaboration. You might see a number three and it's telling you, you've got to sing your song and speak your truth. You see a number four is saying, get out in nature, connect with the land, get yourself grounded and practical. Um, you see a recurring number five, changes on the horizon. A recurring number six, take care of yourself and others around you. Recurring number seven, you need time alone. A recurring number eight, pay attention to your, your resources, your finances. It could be that increases on the way. A recurring number nine, something needs to be completed. Something needs to be released. And then, of course, everybody's favorite. So many people are seeing 11-11. And uh, that will generally mean uh, be an indication that the forces with you the universe is with you it's a powerful number for manifestation although it can indicate change as well oh, that's my grandma's number 1111 we always think of my grandmother at that time and actually at her funeral exactly at 1111 we had a, a whole bunch of birds fly over so every time we see a 28 we think of my grandmother and i love that it's a it's a positive thing that so many of us see Is there oh, anything? Yes. yes it's it's also a, an energy of enlightenment and illumination and um uh sudden um information coming your way some sometimes sudden developments and shifting priorities based on you know new and new and greater understanding hmm. so curious i love that um with what all these numbers and they they you, you mentioned before that they predated language art predated language masses predated language we've got so many ways of communicating when it comes to knowing our own personal numbers how do we figure that out? How do you figure that out? Well, there are a lot of books out there. You can go on the internet. I still think it's best if you talk to somebody who's, who, who is a reputable numerologist, somebody who has studied it, because they can help you to put 
this in context. You, um, very often I'll see people that say, oh yeah, numerology, I did that online once and I'm a seven. Well, perhaps what they don't understand is that we all have several different numbers, several different centers of energy. Some of those centers of energy support and um, intensify each other. Some of those centers of energy seem to be opposed to each other. They seem to contradict each other. And when that happens, what they're actually doing is they're balancing each other out. So it's just like in astrology, if all your planets were in Aries, for example, it would be crazy making, you know. That's why on a person's astrology chart, we look at our chart and we see that we have planets in several different um, zodiac signs, you know. Uh, it brings balance to our life. And the same thing with numbers. If you, everything was three or if everything was six or whatever number, it would just be too intense. Too, it would just drive you nuts. Yeah, that makes sense. I appreciate so, it. Yeah. So I always, what I always tell people is that um, the letters in your name, um, they, they represent uh, qualities that you came into this life with, that you are refining and perfecting and sharing with others. And the letters in your date tell you about lessons and opportunities and requirements that will come along throughout your, journey, your life journey. They're about this particular journey from birth to transition. And I find a, an easier way to say it is your name is about what you bring to life. Your birth date is about what life brings to you. Oh, that's beautiful. I trust that's being helpful to our viewers. And if you have any questions for Vicky, feel free to tap to pop them in. And if you'd like to, to give us your name too, we would appreciate that. We've got um, Samantha saying g'day to us. Uh, G'day to you too, Sam. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. Hey, Vicky, question. What does 2024 mean? Is there anything that we need to know about this amazing year? <laughs> this is such a fabulous uh, year. Um, well, my favourite number is eight. And, you know, Neil, Neil has read my book about eight, so he knows about why it's my favourite number. But anyway, 2024 is an eight year and it's a year when we are meant to uh, feel our sense of empowerment feel uh, i think we feel a little bit more um, encouraged that there's things that we can take charge of now I, I think we have had a very disempowered angry society and i feel that shifting um coming along in and of course, um, astrologers will say, you know, we have the Pluto going into Aquarius, which is huge. But 2024 is an eight calendar year. And it means that the number eight is affecting everything, every one of us. Um, and it's not a subtle energy. I, I always say it comes on like gangbusters. <laughs> I feel that what we're, go we're going to see some trends of people wanting to connect more. I think it's going to be a tremendous year for networking um, because people are ready. And the word ready actually adds up to an eight in numerology. People are ready to get out there, to connect with others and, and to see what we can create. Eight uh, amplifies and accelerates everything. Um, so it's a time when we can, we can have a greater impact if there's something that's really important to us. Uh, and that we want to really make a difference. This is a time when we, we're very well positioned for that. 
in an eight personal or in an eight calendar year or an eight personal year for that matter. Oh, yeah. Eight sounds like an absolutely magical number then. Yeah, welcome. Well, I always call it a magical number, yeah. I, I also say, you know what, it's a don't mess with me kind of a number as well, that's, you know, because they will stand their ground, yeah. Oh, oh, oh dear. The... um. Yeah, I think it, it's curious what numbers we come across and, and what we perceive of those numbers here. People say, you know, I'm following the signs or, wow, I saw my angel number today. Have you got any suggestions to those who are starting to get into the idea that maybe there's something to this directionality and wisdom? Uh, well, I, I would say read about uh, read about the numbers. You know, there are numerous different books. I, I didn't have a list of, of books handy myself um you know because i wasn't expecting uh expecting to give you quite uh to give you book titles today but but there are numerous good books on on numerology dan millman is a great author um the life you were born to live he speaks just about life path numbers but he's a he's an excellent one um my book, my books, The Magic of Aid and, and Make Today Count are both about, about, we'll tell you about the energy of numbers, more so than Make Today Count. The Magic of Aid is just about, about number eight. Um, and is this book is that available via your website or how do we, um, how do Amazon. we Amazon. They're available on Amazon, yeah. Amazon, great. Okay. Um, I don't been reading it and um, has been enjoying it. He's um, hopefully going to be able to come back and join us soon, but he had so much to say about your writing skills. So from one author to another, I think that's a nice prop. <laughs> yeah. so, so as we start to delve further into that number eight, is there anything that else that you would like to eliminate us with? Anything else about, oh, yeah. Well, it is the number of business and entrepreneurship. It's a number of um, influence and leadership. It is also a number of fairness, justice, fairness, and karma as well. So so I think what you find with when the number eight is, um, and just like any other number, they all, I love all the numbers. Um, all the numbers bring us gifts and opportunities, and they come with them requirements as well so some of the gifts that we can expect from number eight well financial increase is one of the things that we will often have um, as a theme in, in an eight year especially an eight personal year but also in an eight calendar year it can it can occur then it comes with a, a lot more responsibility and a lot more productivity required it's not like the windfall kind of just out of the blue it will be financial increase based on your own diligence and effort. Um, it uh, will often bring you support from people who are in a position who, you know, admire what you're doing, start to believe in what you're doing, and are, are in a position to help you move forward with that. It, as I mentioned before, um, opportunities um, to really make a difference if there's something that's near and dear to your heart and you feel that it can make a difference to others. Um, this is a great year for that. It's also a harvest. It's a number of harvests. This is a time when we start to reap the rewards and then all for all of us, think about what you've been doing over the past seven years. And you're reaping the rewards of the diligence and the effort that you've put in, the intention that you've put in, the high-minded intention. 
So it's a time of harvest. However, if through those past seven years, people have not been honoring truth and right action, instead of a time of harvest, it becomes a time of karma. And then you're faced with a major reality check and, and again, bringing things into balance. Oh, I wonder how, how hard hitting that was for our audience. <laughs> Which side of the fence did you fall on there? <laughs> I'd like to think I've been on the positive side of the fence. Okay. But yeah, and people who do who are familiar with the tarot deck will know that in most tarot decks, um, eight is the number of strength, the number that we associate with strength. And uh, that would be physical strength so athletic strength this is a great year for anybody who's in competitive uh, uh, sports or runs marathons neil or anything yeah anything like that this is a great year for uh for sports and athletic endeavors so definitely awesome. physical strength but also mental and emotional strength strength of character and strength of purpose and these are gifts that are given to us in an eight year and also requirements as well they call it calls upon us to be strong but i often find um i i often find people that have uh no i do know of uh clients that i've had that have been ill for perhaps in a seven year and then the eight year comes along and in the eight year they start to real that's when they really start to get on their feet that's uh, I love that you're sharing this. We've had quite a few people joining joining us in the conversation, saying it's been a huge seven years for us, and looking forward to the eighth. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, it's just, you, you know, it's not a walk in the park. It will, it you know, it will test your metal. And like I said, it requires strength. You know, um, it will test your metal, and it will bring you uh, some, you know. Um, influences of competition perhaps as well but for the most part you know keep the intentions high keep the focus and um, uh, you're going to do well with it oh. so i'm curious then is 2024 the only time that we'll experience the magic of this number eight or does it come up in future years as well or elsewhere oh i'm so glad you asked that one <laughs> okay we have all encountered number eight throughout our lives and we will continue to encounter it after 2024 is done it's just that this year and particularly in this particular um nine-year cycle it's just been so turbulent that, that this year it's going to be particularly powerful but you know many of us um sarah for example you have the letter or the number eight in, in your first name, the letter H carries number eight energy, okay? So there are a lot of people that have number eight already in their name quality, somewhere in their name qualities, or maybe they're born in August, or maybe they're born on the 26th, or maybe they're born in, in uh, uh, 2006 or something to that effect. They're gonna have eight in their date. But whether you do or not, whether you've got that, um, oh, wow, my, my daughter was born 8th, 8th, 2008. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, eight life path there for sure. Okay, but whether you've got the eight in your name or your birth date or not, you're still going to encounter number eight every nine years from when our calendar year rolls around to an eight calendar year. 
as we did in 2006, 2015, and 2024. Okay, so you're still going to encounter it there. Every nine years of your life, you're going to have an eight personal year. Every year of your life, you're going to have an eight personal month. And you're going to have an eight personal day every nine days of your life. So you have lots of opportunities. So after 2024 is done, we'll still all get lots of opportunity to work with number eight. Fantastic. Are, are there any requirements to work with this number eight or is it just a... Well, you can tell a lot by looking at the configuration of the numeral. The numeral itself tells us as above, so below. And what yeah. we put out to the universe in the way of um, intention and, and our thoughts and, and um, beliefs and positive intentions, the way we treat others, that's what, what's going to come back to us, as above, so below. And... Uh, not only that, we have the, you know, the, uh, the nature of the, the numeral here. Not only does it say as above, so below, but it also says keep it circulating. Keep it circulating. Keep it flowing. This is energy and it must flow. And uh, finally, the, the, the last thing that the, the last requirement I would say is, you know, it tells us what goes around comes around. Okay, so so the, those are some of the overall requirements. And then to interpret that into sort of more um, practical terms, one of the most uh, immediate and critical requirements is that we must um, be in integrity. We absolutely must remain in integrity. If we can't remain in integrity, then, you know, it's going to, it, well, it's karmic. That's when we get the karmic uh, thing going on. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and the second requirement is that we have to believe that we're worthy to receive. We're worthy of, of we're worthy to prosper. The third requirement I'd say is that eight is a number of good judgment and good judgment requires that we practice good sound money management. Good, not just our money, but our resources as well, how we care for our planet as well. But I, I consider that to be, um, in terms of money management in particular, I always say that's that's adulting 101, you know, spend wisely, save some, be careful with your money. Okay, and then expressing gratitude is absolutely critical. Very important that we express our gratitude. And then by keeping, keeping it flowing, as you know, we saw with the numeral there, that, that means give within your means, you know, absolutely. But do give some, don't hoard at all. Because when you give, you're showing the universe that you have faith in your never-ending stream of abundance. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of people can resonate with this, and I appreciate you sharing. Um, are, are there some actions that we could take maybe to, to help us to achieve eight? Well, one, one of the first things I always think of is, I, I was speaking to a group of business women here a couple of weeks ago, and I said to them, get over being modest. Oh, you know, <laughs> over being modest. Uh, you know, acknowledge and celebrate your accomplishments, you know, and make a list of your successes. Give yourself that pat on the back and say, hey, I couldn't have done it without me. I love that. I couldn't have done it without me either. I wonder if anybody else can relate. If you can relate, let us know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so many of us feel like, oh, we, especially Canadians, I, I, I don't know, um, I'm not too familiar with the Australian mindset, but you may find the same way that you, you feel like you don't want to appear too boastful or anything, but, but it's all right. It's okay to acknowledge your accomplishments. It's when you run into trouble is if, if in doing that, you're diminishing others and you don't want to diminish other people. Okay. Yeah, in Australia, we call that in Australia we call that um, tall poppy syndrome. You don't want to be seen as the one who is boastful of themselves. Oh no, other people first. Yeah, oh. that's interesting. You were yeah. saying. Yeah. Okay. So practicing prosperity consciousness as well. I, I do apologize for the poor quality of the video here. I, I think it's uh, it's because it's nighttime and and uh, yeah. The lighting in the office here obviously isn't good enough. But anyway, um, practicing prosperity consciousness, be happy for people who, who have um, acquired wealth and prosperity just through their own honest effort, just through, through being a good person and, and working and and contributing. You know, they deserve to be wealthy. And if, if you go around and you say, oh, gee, it must be nice, or I wish I could be like that, you're separating yourself. You're not being energetically connected to them. So instead of that, you just say, hey, that's for me. That's for me, too. That's that's one thing that famous Louise Hay said in her books. One thing that I love to do is save coins. Save coins in a glass jar or a crystal dish and watch those beautiful coins accumulate. And that's, that's just a visual reminder that you are wealthy. I mean, you wanna have savings elsewhere as well, but, but just when you have that visual reminder where, you know, that you're seeing every day, you know, as these, this uh, little collection of coins grows for you, that's a great way to feel. Uh, I used to make, um, you know, you go to like a, a $2 shop or, or you can get the fake money. And I used to make roses for myself out of the fake money and I'd make a nice beautiful bouquet of all this money to, to invite it into my life. I used to have a bad connotation with money, shall we say, and I've been oh, for over the years. That, I love that it. is a wonderful practice. And, and there are so many different rituals and, and uh, a lot of people have, rituals that I've never heard of, like, for example, what you were just sharing. Uh, but it's, you know, the intention that you put in and the, the consistency with which you do it as well. Being consistent is really, really important to, to work that energy of eight and systematic and, you know, and just sticking with it. Um, being, um, use, using language that supports what your goals are. I, I, I just feel so strongly that language is so important. It's the most important thing in what you say about, especially about yourself and about your conditions and your, your life situation. And, uh, you know, that, that can either diminish, it will either diminish you or it will help you expand and grow. Hmm. Okay, so and that's fun that you actually talked about that because in your book, in chapter six, you actually use words cast spells. Yeah, 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 they do. They cast spells. I guess maybe I'm I'm a school teacher originally, so <laughs> yeah. So spelling is important. 
But yes, words cast spells. And and that's fun because when I was reviewing the book and I got to this chapter, you actually shared a story of how you manifest or how there you 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 used I don't want to give it away, but apparently you met the president of the United States using words. How is this possible? <laughs> I did. I was, it was 2009. Barack Obama was making his first ever trip outside of the country as the new president of the United States. And, and uh, fortunately, Canada was honored to be his, his destination. So he came to Ottawa for a day. My son lived in Ottawa at the time, and I would go very often i had i had gotten to know a lot of people there i was doing workshops there and doing readings from a little store and that kind of thing you know and i had planned a workshop for february of 2009 and my clients my friends and colleagues would say well well when are you going to ottawa and i know when i was going and uh, they they'd all say well you'll be there the same time as the president and I'd say, oh, yeah, well, I know, of course we, I will. You know, we're having coffee together in the marketplace. In Ottawa, the, the uh, historic marketplace is the real, at that time, it was the, the trendy place to go to the Byward Market, you know, and have coffee. So anyway, yeah, I know we're having coffee in the marketplace. That it was always, I said that tongue in cheek for probably about three weeks before I left. Even the very last day I'm getting, uh, getting to the airport, the young fellow took my bag for me, put it on the conveyor belt, and he asked me where I was going. And then he said, well, say hello to the president for me. And I said, oh, of course I will. You know, I'm, I'm having coffee with him tomorrow. So the next day I'm walking around Ottawa and, and um, you could see security uh, people all around. You see police cars, helicopters overhead. And um, I, I was walking around very close to parliament buildings. And then I came out of the big downtown um, shopping center and I could see that the police were standing almost shoulder to shoulder. And I thought that motorcade is coming along really fast, really soon here. But darn it, this was February and Ottawa gets cold in February. And not only that, nobody interferes with my afternoon cup of coffee, you know. So I walked over to the Byward Market to buy my cup of coffee. And I'm sitting there uh drinking you know sipping my coffee and he wasn't there and of course i'm sitting there thinking well i guess i'll have to tell everybody he stood me up you know and i just had just taken the last sip of coffee just put my cup down and all of a sudden three police cruisers roared up to the building and you could hear, hear the helicopters overhead you know and next thing i knew i was standing in a line shaking hands with barack obama so that, that was that was quite the experience for me. Yeah. Talk and, about manifestation. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it turned out that um, he I, I was talking to somebody the next day who said her husband was part of the security detail and it kind of freaked them all out when he decided he wanted to come to see the market. But it was it's a historic place and you know, happened place. And not only that. He wanted to take home some some treats from the marketplace for his girls because he was president of the United States, but he was also a dad, and he was buying treats to take home for his girls. Oh, cool! And so that story simply illustrates the power of words. Even though 
Vicky was using it very tongue in cheek and very offhanded when you have the intention and your life is on purpose and on track, you can manifest so much. So that's cool. You speak it into existence. That was a phrase I just heard yesterday um, yeah. listening to a YouTube uh, video. Speak it into existence. And not only that, be careful what you're saying because you're speaking it into existence whether yeah. you realize it or not. I noticed that when you held up your book, you had a lot more tabs, that, little sticky tab notes than in yours than I do. But I haven't oh, finished... I haven't finished reading it or absorbing it all yet. Yeah, my husband has been um, typing little quotes from the book for me so that I can post them every so often on Facebook. Mm. Oh, what a good man. <laughs> hey, I've got a question for our audience. What are you speaking into existence? Well, we've just heard from Vicky about how she manifested coffee with the president. What are you bringing into speaking into your existence? We'd love to know. So author to author, Vicki, so did you just wake up one Saturday morning and go, I've got nothing better to do. Why don't I write a new book? Or was it uh, a little more involved than that? It was a little more involved than that. Um, I actually had the magic of ape rattling around in the back of my head for more than a decade. It's like, I got to write this book. I've got to write this book. And I had done a couple of, uh, well, a few times I had done a workshop here in Calgary and also in Ottawa, and called the Magic of Eight, where I had, you know, I had, I had done a workshop based on these ideas, and um, and so it it was there in the back of my head. I, I felt the universe wanted me to write this book, and um, it just seemed the the right time. I have five grandchildren, and they are emerging adults now. The oldest is twenty two and um and 20 and 18 and so on so you know i just felt like that was my big why i was thinking about these young people in my life and trying to help them get off to a solid footing i mean i, th I think of those early years as our foothold years you know trying to try and launch ourselves in the very adult world that can sometimes be quite overwhelming and um you know so that was the big why but um you know I, I really wanted to help anyone, you know, regardless of what age, you know, it, it just helped me to focus on, on some people that I knew, but I wanted to help everyone. And it's just like the universe was not going to let me go until I, until I wrote this book. So does that mean that the book is aimed at all ages or is there a really specific age that you sort of had in mind that your audience would be? I was thinking that young people could benefit from this, but I've had so many stories from people of all ages, you know, people in their 70s, 60s and so on uh, right through that are saying, you know, they're benefiting from it as well. So, and that's that's a wonderful thing because... Basically, like Neil, I want to make a difference. I want to help people. So. And what I really love, like, Vicki has written a previous book, and we'll let her explain the other book, but I had assumed, without reading it, that it was closer to her first book. So I was really pleasantly surprised when 
she explains the magic of eight and the, the numerological significance of it, but then she's sprinkling, not sprinkling, she's dishing out how to really make this a magic, use your magical eight year. Like there's power of gratitude. Like, the magic of eight. How does gratitude work, get involved in it? But yet it's there, and it's such an important part in personal development to be grateful. So the book, if um, I'm going to just see if I can find it and drop a link in here, but the book is available on Amazon, or you can connect with Vicky directly to get her book. But yeah, it's available on Amazon. So you were inspired to write this. But was it divinely guided to, uh, to to pick your chapters, or was it you had to do a little bit of thinking to it? Well, you know, actually, I, I had the chapters in mind. As, as you know, Neil, I've divided it into two parts, as above, so below, just, just like the numeral eight, as above, so below. The as above is all the, the metaphysical pieces, like the, like the gratitude, like the, you know, the uh, positive thinking and like believing yourself worthy and and all all of the um, metaphysical spiritual pieces and then the so below is uh, okay here are some handy ways that we can um, bring bring these metaphysical ideas right down to you know our modern everyday life and the things that we're concerned with you know uh so money management there's a chapter on that there's a chapter on saving and a chapter on spending a chapter on networking you know because that's really important um you know connecting how to connect with others connect to contribute connect to uh inspire connect to learn um and uh, and showing up the importance of showing up and the importance of integrity so I, I divided it into those two parts, and I felt all the way through writing this book, I really felt divinely guided. I really felt like I was a conduit. So, and I thank you. So, I had alluded to that you had another book, and it's called "Make Today Count." That's right. Yeah. So, what is what is what is that about? Okay, with Make Today Count, here, I've, I've got it right here, Make Today Count, and it's Take Charge of Your Time and Your Life with Numerology, and um, basically what I wanted to touch on here was the temporary vibrations, the personal year, the personal month, and the personal day. Because what I had found is that most of the numerology authors that I'd read, if, if anything at all was written about the personal day, it was very brief. It was just a little paragraph. And that's not to slam other uh, numerology authors in any way. I think perhaps the universe had in mind that that was my assignment. I, I gave the biggest part of the book over to um, explaining the influence that your personal day can have on you how you can uh, how you can be proactive with it what are some of the pitfalls that you might want to uh, be aware of and um, what what are some of the ways that you can approach that personal day if you know, maybe you need to talk to your teenager because of a big issue at home or, or, you know, or maybe you, you know, you've got some kind of tricky situation. What's a good day to, to approach that with regards to, you know, um, your 
what your partner or your or your teenagers or your kids are going through and and how you how you incorporate your knowledge and understanding of the numerical energy into your relationships and your and strengthening your relationships rather than causing discord so a personal day is different than my birthday so i get another day to celebrate me <laughs> You should celebrate yourself every day. <laughs> but yeah, a personal day is different from your birthday. Um, you have a person, as I said earlier, uh, you have a personal year that starts every year on your birthday. Some numerologists say it starts on January 1st and, and others um, say it starts on your birthday. And I'm in that particular camp because that's personal, your solar return kind of thing, you know. And then from your personal uh, year, you can determine your, you add your per, the number of your personal year plus the number of the calendar month, and that will tell you what your personal month is. And for that 30-day period of time, those that's the influence around you. Um, and then you add your personal month to the current calendar day, and that will tell you what your personal day is. And is it a good day to go for an interview? Is it a good day to um, go to the hairdresser? Is it a good day to go and do my banking or see my financial planner? And, you know, and that's what I tried to explain. I, I like to bring it down to earth and keep it practical and keep it um, something that people can work with and, and, you know, it doesn't have to be all esoteric and woo-woo. Not there's anything wrong with that, but it's it. You can really make good practical use of those num numbers when you know how numbers work and how you can work with them. It take you from a place of uncertainty and, and confusion and uh, into into a much more calm, efficient way of uh, living your life. That is that. Insight, wisdom, and directionality that we spoke at the, at the beginning of the show, right? Go ahead, Neil. What were you going to say? Um, so, Vicky, how did you go from school teacher to numerologist? It's like I don't, you know, to to sharing the wisdom of numerology, and because you're passionate about both. But how did you go from teacher to to choosing to be to to share numerology now? Well, I had I had actually uh, learned about numerology. I had actually discovered it um, probably about I think it was twenty three years before I retired from teaching, and, and um, I I was unwell. It was a five personal year, which can be a year of upheaval, and um, I became unwell. And there was an opportunity for me to take a a um, um, an early pension uh, or not? Yeah early retirement package, I guess, is what I was trying to say. So so um, it just felt like it, it was time. And, and I had I thought I might go into uh, doing Reiki for people. And I had taken the course, and I, I actually am a Reiki master. Um, but it became, the universe made it very clear very quickly after retirement that, no, I was to do numerology. And that was all I was to do, none of this multiple modality stuff you know numerology you may have heard the term uh neil uh mmd multiple modality disorder <laughs> yes <laughs> many people have it yes yeah. and again that's not to criticize people that have taken multiple modalities either there are some people that do a wonderful job you know and 
Um, but you know, I was just told and guided very quickly that it would it was to be numerology and nothing but, you know. So when I was reading this, and in your chapter five, it says work with the law of attraction. What really got got me going, and I was really excited. Start working. This is a quote for the chapter title. Start working the magic of eight when you you no sorry you start working the magic of eight when you when you live with intention. I that just was like ooh, I love that. So it was like, and I think that's what it's in anything in life. It's life really begins when you start living with intentions in my book. Otherwise it's all by default. Yes. You know, if, if it's not by intention, it's by default. And, that, and that's when things happen to you instead of for you, or you, you have the feeling that things are happening to you instead of for you. Yeah, Vicki, if I was to go and see a numerologist, what questions would or should I ask them? Oh, wow. Um, you know, numerology encompasses all of life. So um, if, if it's about, you know, if, if uh, there are, um, say, relationships are at the top of your mind, you know, um, then you might ask, you know, does it look like there's a relationship on my on my horizon here, or how can I be best prepare myself to be a good partner in a relationship? Uh, that's one thing that numerology can tell you. I, for myself, I think the biggest thing about numerology for me was it was really important to me to have something to share. I used to joke about, oh, my, I, my talents are hidden. I don't have any talent, you know. I, I've got so many talents and they're all hidden. I don't know what they are kind of thing. And uh, going and connecting with numerology and, and learning about it, discovering what the number, especially the name qualities, really helped me to see, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I really am that way, you know. And, and yes, I, you know, I, I have this gift or that gift to share. Um, and I, I think that that's a tremendous uh, thing that you can learn from your numbers. And I, I have met um, many people. I think one of the saddest uh, things I, I ever encountered was there was a lady in her 60s and she was still grieving her empty nest. She hadn't learned how, um, how to be her own person and, and how to celebrate herself and bring forward her gifts and, and share them with others. And so I helped her with that, and you know, we we got got her past that, and she seemed to be happier um, with herself and her contribution. So, if people wanted to um, catch up with you to talk about this further, would they go here to numerology at shore.ca? That would appear to be the best way. I do have an, uh, a Facebook page. My Facebook page is called Know Your Numbers, and that's the way it shows up. And yet, uh, when we try to Google it, and as Neil just tried, it said, Vicki got your numbers. So I'm, I'm assuming that that would take you to that page as well, and you can get, you know, connect with me through the inbox there. And if and we go to the Amazon website that's on the screen, will we get all of your books or just the one? Oh, yeah, both my books are up there on Amazon. Thank you. No. Absolutely. And 
Vicky doesn't fight. And the, the, the point is Vicky actually over delivers. So she's going to, if you book with it, she's going to over deliver and you're going to go like, oh my goodness, I have so much to absorb. Um, you, you still put out your newsletter, Vicky? I, I do. I, yes, thank you for mentioning that, Neil. I, I hadn't been doing it for a while. And then um, this summer I was guided to get back into the habit of uh, doing the newsletter once a month. So, yes. And I, and I actually teach a class as well. I, I'm going to be teaching a course right here in Calgary. And eventually I've, I've had to make a promise to myself and others that I will um, get it uh online as well so people from other countries and the parts can join in so how would what is how do we get onto your network how would we get your newsletter okay again use uh numerology at shaw.ca uh send an email so that it, you know and just put sign up in the in the subject area and for sure we'll get you signed up for the newsletter excellent Thank you, Sarah. Goodness me, I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed this show. I've enjoyed learning about how much directionality numbers actually do have, and I trust that you, the viewer, have too. If you would like to reach out and contact Vicky, we highly recommend you do. Ah, it's been a fantastic show, and I'm wondering, like, is there anything that you wish people asked you about numerology that you've yet to answer on an interview or in a book or maybe to the president? <laughs> Well, I just like, I would just like to let people know that we all have several different numbers in our profile. We're not, we're not just one number. And, um, you know, you can't really take the numbers in isolation. It's fun to look at them that way. And they, and they can tell you a lot. But it's really much, uh, much more um, informative if you get all of your numbers done from you your name, your, the, we have about seven or eight calculations that we do just on a name alone and then from your date as well. So you were going to talk about, so I was born on the 16th day. So what is what does the 16th day mean? Oh, the 16th. Well, that's a seven. And what that indicates, Neil, is that um, uh you would be a, uh, have good, solid analytical qualities. You would be a studious individual, gathering, uh, gathering knowledge, gathering information, but not just for the sake of having all these little factoids up here, you know, but more for the sake of transforming, because it, it is, it's an alchemical process of transforming knowledge into wisdom. It's a, the 16th is the seven, as I said, very spiritual and very intuitive kind of energy. And uh, you'd be a good problem solver. That would be your superpower. Oh, boy. And so I'm going to say I'm going to out my uh, my co-host here because she, she's a 30. She's a 31. <laughs> OK, she's a practical one, grounded um, and Probably, Sarah, you enjoy being out in nature. That would be really, you have a strong affinity with Mother Earth. That's important to you. Um, practical and uh, base camp is important to you. You'd be the kind of person who would want things kind of organized and systematic in your base camp. 
Okay. And uh, I would say that your superpower then, that would be the ability to set and accomplish incremental goals. You understand that whole process, you know, the way things are part of a process, you know? So. Oh, you're speaking my language. It's like you know me. <laughs> I know. I get a lot of wow. Or, you know, sometimes I'll get men that will come, you know, well, did my wife tell you about me? <laughs> uh. So um, on that then, do people not trust the process at times when they come to see you because of your keen insight? I'm sorry. Do, do you mind saying that? <laughs> I'm not really good with that accent. I'm very sorry, Sarah. Can you say no, that? No, yeah. Um, because of your insight and the way that you're able to, to pinpoint things, do you find that people distrust you? That they distrust me? Yeah. No, I find a lot of people really, actually, they trust me um, a lot, and I take that very seriously. I think it's a privilege and it's a, a responsibility, and and I just take it very, very seriously. We appreciate you sharing. Hey, Neil, just quickly, I can't produce at the moment. I'm handing the ball over to you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's all good. Yep. Okay. So... Vicky, if you could educate people in numerology on one concept before we to wrap up, what would it be? be? Is there like the magic of eight? What's one thing that you would love for everybody to know that you haven't shared on the magic of eight? That you are powerful. You have the you have the power. Every one of us has the power to create magic for ourselves. We have to believe that we are worthy, and um, and honor ourselves. And as we as we honor ourselves, you know, um, to do our best for others as well. I always like to end my talks by saying, "Love yourself a little more each day, and you'll be happier and healthier." Love others a little more each day, and the world will be happier and healthier. Oh, wonderful. So are you trying so are you manifesting to meet anyone else? Like you met the president? Who who's next on your to, to meet? Like when Dr. John D. Martini, when you meet him, he has a binder of all the people that he's the celebrities and that he's met. So he actively tries to manifest meeting like people interesting people people of interest that he's seen on on youtube whatever and he actively creates that manifestation to it and it works are you actively manifesting i'm i'm afraid i'm not i'm not i'm certainly not actively manifesting any one person um right now i i many years well going on 30 years ago i i manifested a wonderful man that came into my life. I was a single mom for nine years and, and, uh, you know, and it was pretty special. And I used to, with, with, with that, I used to sort of visualize what this person would be doing. You know, I kind of visualized that, oh, maybe he's out golfing now and sitting down and having, you know, having a little drink with, with his friends, or maybe he's working now and that kind of thing. So I kind I think I kind of, Drew him in. <laughs> no leaving that one to chance. That's an important decision to make. Yeah. That was important. That's right. Yeah. And you did a 
wonderful. You and the universe did a wonderful job because David is an exceptional man. Yeah, he's Sarah. special, yeah. yeah. Sarah, who, anything you're trying to, anyone or thing or person you're trying to manifest in? Only me. I'm concentrating on me at the moment. And I say only in inverted commas because, as as Vicky mentioned before, it's the most important person in our lives. So at the moment, I'm working on growing myself and, and being my best self. And I think that that's something that everybody here can relate to. And if yeah. you can, shout out. Shout out. And Ellie, are you working on anything or anybody in particular? If I was to meet someone like Vicky, had to, I'd love to meet Jordan Peterson. Just be in a coffee shop, sit down, have a conversation with them. Does he have to be in my life? No, but if, like Vicky's still excellent uh, sharing of meeting the president, if something's going to happen, I'd choose Jordan Peterson right now. <laughs> I'm working on manifesting, I, I guess, my entire manifestation for the, through, throughout the summer when I was writing was just sort of manifesting the book, basically. And, and manifesting, um, you know, really positive response and, and wide, uh, well, positive sales numbers for the book because I feel like it's an important message and I want people to feel empowered and encouraged and, you know, that they can do this. Oh, my goodness, I'm looking at the time and it's like, holy heavens to Betsy's Batman. We're at the, <laughs> We're at the end. So I'm like... I'd love to leave with you, with us, to our viewers, our listeners, whether you're live or replay, to know that you are worthy of all your dreams. So all I ask is you, you go out and take a tiny step towards achieving those dreams and believe that all things, or begin to believe, and then learn to believe and believe that all things are possible. Is there anything that you would like to leave our viewers or listeners with, Vicki? Well, just, again, that you have the power to create magic. So it's, as Neil said, you know, you have the power to create magic. You are worthy and you are precious and unique. And everything about you is enough. Oh, I love that. Hey, we appreciate you coming in and joining us today, Vicky. Neil and I are fighting over producing. <laughs> um, and we we absolutely love the gifts that you share with us. I know that we have had so many viewers relate. And if you're watching this in replay, please feel free to share the love. We appreciate you. For me, I just my personal mantra and actually my my hashtag and all the things is design the life you desire. I think there's so much that we can illuminate about our personal power in so many ways so go out there and dive into new things like explore what feels right for you and until next time we look forward to seeing you take care design the life you deserve you're worth it you're welcome thank you bye-bye